With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FMLFPL. How are you, dude? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. We're getting close to game week one over here. Yeah, it's not too far. A few weeks, a couple weeks. A few weeks. The Mug League is open for Patreon subscribers. Okay. Pause League, Mug League. Get in there. Yeah, that's exciting. That's a clo- That marks a close passage of time to the yes. game starting. And it's something to dream on. You know, you can be... <laughs> Three millionth and still win a mug one month. Have one good stretch and win a mug. So that's true. It's good. Um, thought we'd start with just where our current tinkers are, and then we'll talk about the mid price. This is preseason pod two of X, <laughs> and we'll have some fireside chats, mid price assets this pod, cheap assets next next one, and yeah, a lot of action. Okay. So what do you what do you, what do you start? What are you looking at with your tinker? Since we have one, we have tinkers now. That we didn't well, now have we last, have tinkers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been on Sanchez Foster. Um, I was Bachman Foster for a while. I I just crawled back to Sanchez. I don't know. Yeah, I'm Team Bachman over here. Yeah, I like it. There's a lot of like, it's so early still tinker wise that a lot of it's like oh, I'll switch back. I'll switch back. Like it doesn't. None of these are that set in stone. I don't think. Yeah, but I've a four or five a, keeper. Yeah, four or five. I've been okay. pretty comfy with. Okay. Um, I've been in a four four two for a while. Okay, my back five right now is Trent, Cresswell, Target, and then two four fives are Loton and Ailing. Okay, my currently mid- really bad fixtures. Yeah, uh, that is the one rotational spot. I don't think I'll bench Trent, Cresswell, or Target in any. Okay. Um, Ailing has United yeah, in one and Liverpool in four. And Loden has Brighton and Everton in those two. And okay. like, you know, Burnley or Burnley. So, yeah. Always good. Okay. That was just my thinking. I'm really into Ailing. Yeah. He's a good, good guy, it seems. I think he's for sure in my team. Yeah. Um, my four mids have been Mo, Bruno, slash Kev. I'm also really into Kev. I, I, Want to do it so badly. It's just yeah, one of those things. But he just things. might not be ready. He might not be ready. So it'll probably be Bruno. Rafinha, who's been also pretty nailed in all my tinkers. And then I've been fucking with Sancho slash Kai for the okay. fourth spot. I had, son, I had Sun in for a bit and I went down a little bit. Okay. Um, so a little then, flare on that fourth spot. Yeah, a little flare there. Right. Everything else feels relatively like safe to me. Ish, yeah. And, and a lot of template picks, and then yeah. my forwards. I've had Ollie in for this whole time, um, even before I knew he was a popular pick. And then I've been flirting with like Jim or Tony, depending on how I want to sort my like bench money, and depending on if it's Sancho or Kai, how much money I have there. 
um, Jim, Tony, like Yanacho, like someone like that. I'm very undecided okay. on the secondary right, guy, well, but Ollie feels really good though. Okay, well, it sounds like we'll get to that in the forward section of this yeah. pod because yeah, we're yeah. both very in and around this price bracket for forwards. Yeah. What what, what about Cresswell and, and Dean? Are you pretty in on Cresswell there? Um. Well, so Dean, I feel like I don't have a grasp on if he's fit or not. and He's been playing. He played preseason. He yeah, played. and I don't like their fixtures, uh, at least the first two are Southampton and Leeds, and it's just a, it's a new team, new manager. Like Okay. I, I just am like a little more hesitant. Whereas Cresswell, you know, Europa won't have started yet. I think their fixtures are really good. Um, you know, on all the set pieces, the team yeah. is really set. Yeah, like yeah, I just feel, okay. I feel a bit safer with that. I flirted with the Shaw too, and it's sort of the same. It's like long Euros run. Like not really sure if he's gonna come out the gate starting every game, like shit mm-hmm. like that. I'm just like, ah, just Cresswell feels pretty good to me. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, there are other things I've been thinking about are just like, well, yeah, Target, I like, Kansa. you know, Villa's D and yeah. he's really Getting good on share. bones and yeah, their sure. fixtures are really good. And yeah, I've Seems been thinking good. about, I've been thinking about, am I supposed to be avoiding players who went deep into the tournaments? Like the aforementioned Shaw, I've been thinking about. Well, I about, think that, I think that that's going to be clear to you when the deadline's mo- more clear. Approaching closer. I hope we have so. more information. I yeah, I hope so. Be pretty, but managers you know. hide more and more every season. So yeah. I also I, don't you know. know. Yeah, no, we don't know. Preseason and shit should should tell us. Um, I think those kind of things are, you know, you can hedge on the side of safety or caution. And yeah. there's not like they're these 5-5 five, five options. Like Shaw is like so much better than like right. Cresswell or something. That's basically so, you know, how I feel. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other, another thing I've been thinking about is just like wisdom of the crowd in general. I haven't really like read about wisdom of the crowd i don't know that much about the theory behind it but but what are you even talking about wisdom of the crowd i think it's like a financial term for basically like using the masses opinion on something to eliminate bias i think that's basically the like foundation of it and so the fpl terms would be like you know bruno no-brainer don't overthink it everyone's on him for a reason kind of thing you know what i mean and there's a lot of really really popular picks in the game as mm-hmm. of right now yeah a lot um, of like 30 percent owned type players yeah more plus, 40 yeah. yeah yeah mo and bruno yeah so you know that's a thing um and then uh, you know something that i've also been thinking about is just how long term or short term to think about the assets in general i think mm-hmm. i always fall into the trap of thinking way too long term yeah. Um, you know, when I like look at an asset, I'm like, cool, set and forget this guy for 38 game weeks. That's going to be great. But like, right. I'm going to make transfers. I'm going to wild card. Right. Like, why right. Why am I thinking that it never happens? So, right. you know, that's just shit I'm on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, the team seems good. It sounds like, you know, you have some, some picks that you're pretty sure of. And, yeah. you know, you have some edges that you have to iron and, out. And I didn't mention Dallas, who I've had in. Every tinker basically as my first on the bench guy. Yeah. Um, to me, he's, I mean, we'll talk more about him maybe in the cheap pod next week, but to me, he's just like the perfect soup check ch- kind of guy who's just going to come in whenever he comes in. He has a chance of goal and assist and bones, and he's just really good and really nailed. Okay. Yeah. We don't have to waste time talking about yeah. that on this pod. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought I'd mention it because it's like okay. kind of core to my team. Yeah. Well, it also, 
you know, you, you can feel it around the edges when you're talking about like a Tony or something when you have yeah, 75. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right. I have, so I have Bachman and Foster. I'm, I'm pretty sure about the four. Or five. I mean, I might, might go to Hen- Henderson if that seems like it might be yeah. a thing. I'm maybe risk worth incurring before wild card and shit. I don't know. Um, and then I have Trent and then four or four fives right now. I, I haven't really touched it, but I have ailing Fofana white and Webster and you know, I mean, white's move. I don't know when that's happening. I thought it was going to happen like two weeks ago. It seems like it's been stalled for a while. Yeah. Everyone's tweeting like done, like all yeah. the, in the no guys, but it's not announced. Yeah. I don't know. So I don't know if he's going to get there too late or training camp or if he'll be right. ready. So, and then, I mean, Brighton's defense also like dunk is suddenly like kind of iffy from reco- recurring that? from foot. He had f- foot surgery. I don't know. Yeah. Apparently still recovering. Like Webster also is like, hasn't played a friendly yet. Lamptey's out. So I, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to go with Webster and Fofano also. I mean, if he's going to be tinkering around with three or two at the back, I mean, he could be out in the cold if he's third choice behind soy and you know, he could be a trap. So I, I have to figure those, I think outside of ailing the other three, I'm not sure of, but yeah. I do like the structure and I do think that I'm going to start off with, with that um, yeah. in defense. And then, I mean, f- similar to you, I have Mo, Bruno, Raph in midfield. And then I have wealth is my, my fourth. Okay. I've been in three, four, uh-huh. three consistently. Okay. I'm not, I mean, he's, the most nailed on player in my whole team, probably. Well, next, yeah, next to Mo. <laughs> wow, I didn't expect that. I can't yeah, wait well, to hear about it. Yeah, I mean, I talked about it last pot. I mean, obviously, I'm it's part Homer. Like, I just, yeah, every single season at the beginning of the year, I look at him and he's always, you know, seven million <laughs> every year. He's seven million every year, and I never have him. And last year, I was like so close to having him, and then the United fixture early put me off, and he scored like. And I was just so upset that I yeah. didn't have him. And I love him. He's like my favorite player. I love watching yeah. him now that Ozil's out of the league. And <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to do that. So the midfield feels like really settled for me. And then yeah. a four or five. And then my front line, which I, you know, we talked about at the end of last season, last pod, which we'll talk about later is, is Bamford, Ings and, and Jim. Right. Um, Ings is the one that I'm a little bit worried about because yeah. I'm sort of getting like, like last year I started with Jota, which was a big problem since he, yeah. you know, didn't play the first game and got transferred like two days later and I was fucked. Right. So Ings is giving me a little bit of those vibes. Um, yeah. I'll have to see, you know, as the deadline gets closer, you know, to game week one, if, if I'm going to, going to go with him or not, but otherwise I think my team was pr- pretty good. You know, just the yeah. edges I think just need to be kind of touched on. So, yeah, you know, love it. that's where I'm at right now. Nice. That's where I've been at, honestly, since I made my first tanker, the only names I've really been playing with too much are, are the defense, you know, defenders and goalkeeper. Right. So, yeah. Love it. Yeah, okay. we're, we're feeling good. I like your team. You like mine. Okay. It's good. Yeah. Um, so let's go, let's do the preseason shit. Um, so I think we just start at the back like we did last time. Yeah, a lot of 5 million goalkeepers. Yeah, there are. And I think they're They're well placed. There's a lot of good ones. Yeah, they, they did a good job of like, these guys are slightly above the four fives, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So it's Lena, Leno, Keppa, Pickford, Schmikes. We got a question on Schmikes. Ember said... Given Schmeichel's backup is 4-0 Danny Ward, does this set-and-forget combo make him the standout 5-0, which I think is a good, good yeah, point to bring up there. Um, Meslier, then there's the both United guys, De Gea, Hendo. Cutler said, thoughts on a 5-0 men United keeper, assuming we have some idea of which of the two will be first choice. Would it be best if you wanted to pair one of them with a 4-5? Or is going a 5-5 and a 4-0 better than a 5-0 and a 4-5? And then we got Flapianski and Saw. 
Yeah. I mean, Saw definitely feels terrible, but yeah, there's a lot of good, good picks here. I think I'm, I mean, the Schmeichel question is a good one because of the 4 million backups yeah. is a nice thing, but I haven't thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like when you're looking at this price bracket and you think about the way Lester plays, like they, they are not a defensive team, right? I mean, they, they control games through, you know, meaningless possession, but they're not like defense first. And no. he's never really been historically good on bonus points. He doesn't make too many saves. And I don't know. I just, I don't think he's like a very good pick, especially when, you know, I What's think the is, there is no upside. There like is the no. upside the is line. 150. And, you know, he did that in like a season where he had two penalty saves and they yeah. kept the most clean sheets since he's been there, yeah. which was two years ago. So, yeah. You know, I, I think Meslier and Henderson are the two standout names to me. And maybe you could throw Peckford in there as like in third place. But Meslier, I think, is like very, very interesting because, you know, you saw Leeds last year go through kind of an evolution of play style where like the first like 15 or so games, they were just like hell for leather. Yeah. And then he sort of realized, you know, oh, we could be a little more cautionary. And, you know, they started keeping some more clean sheets towards the second half of the season. But, you know, Meslier's made so many saves because they so are many. they are open and and you know spread out and they do let up a lot of shots and he's yeah. a really good shot stopper and he got so many bonus points last year he had 11 clean sheets and he got 20 bonus points and you know unlike someone like Pickford where you don't know what the system's going to look like with with Rafa and how the bonus points and the saves are going to kind of trickle down right you know same with Henderson has risk like you know with, with De Gea if, if that's going to happen and he's you know bad on bonus points you're really buying the clean sheets there Meslier you kind of have both and you know there I think that Leeds ha- is like a team that has room for improvement and you know he had 154 points last year and you know he did have one penalty save so you know maybe maybe take away like six seven points there but I think 11, you know, 11 cleans is probably on the conservative side looking at them this year. And, you know, with 20 bonus points, it's just he has like a lot of good attributes about him, I think. And yeah, yeah, I think Mesley is a really kind of like a really under underrepresented keeper. I fucking love him. Like, remember how much I went nuts with him at the end of the year? Like, I I love him. I rate him really highly. Um and yeah, the bonus points. I'm I'm doing like I'm trying my hand at like doing a statistical bonus thing. It's not ready yet, but one of the things that I did see is just Meslier is number one on the entire Leeds team in baseline bonus points per ninety. It's like good. that's really rare to just have like the standout most nailed guy be also the number one baseline. It basically means anytime he does anything, he's in line for bones because you know he has like a head start. Basically, is the way to think about it. Yeah. Um, the only guys with higher pass completion BPS than him are Allison and Mendy. And then the only guys with higher save BPS than him were Johnstone and Ramsdale and Emmy. Yeah. Which you know, are, he has like the best of both worlds. Yeah. The thing watching him that is terrifying is every single corner, every yeah. single indirect set piece. He just yeah. can't and does not know how to command his area. And, you know, you like to think that with everyone back fit, they had so many issues at center back last yeah. year, right? They, it's just they had a lot of issues with injury last year, period. Yeah. You'd think that with, you know, the first choice center backs back that they might be a little bit more better or a little better, <laughs> a little better <laughs> at just clearing those. But yeah. and otherwise, like it, you're I think saying, with experience yeah. too, like, right. He's so young. Like I remember 20 year old De Gea being like the worst in the fucking league on yeah. set pieces and crosses and shit. You know, like, I think just experience, he's big, he's tall. Yeah. Like he, there's no, there's no like, obvious reason why he should be bad at them yeah he just is yeah no totally but i think he's 
a really interesting pick. Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree. And then what do you, what do you think about Henderson over there? Five million United. I mean, Ole at the wheel is telling us that he's first choice and De Gea is, I mean, it, he, sh- Henderson should be first choice, yes. but are you like really concerned about that? Like over, looking over his shoulder, he has one or two bad games. He gets dropped or what do you think? I'm not very concerned about that. De Gea is on a steep decline. And I think they, you know, they finally, they, they passed that over last season. Yeah. I think they got over that, but I'm more just like in a sort of similar way to Schmeichel. Like what's the upside? Like, sure. Maybe United have with Veron, like they have 18 cleans. Maybe that's the upside, but they don't allow shots. He's not good on bonus. You know what I mean? Like, they, yeah, he, he has a lot of the same complaints that we were just saying about Schmeichel, where I'm just like, he's never going to get like nine saves, max bones. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Raw clean sheets. They're good. Yeah, But the, the volume is not, you know, Schmeichel capping at like, 12 or 13 is different than, you know, Man United cap yeah, they have like 17, 18. Yeah, they have a higher cap for sure. So, um, I mean, I think if you're, you know, that, that mean, I think that makes a big difference between yeah. the two of them. Yeah, yeah. But, it just, I don't know, with Keeper, I just like having, I personally just like having the save points and other stuff to mix in there. So it's, yeah. not, it's not just two or six every week. I just don't like that's that. That's fair. No, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, but it's he just could like a be... personal preference. But yeah, he could have 19 cleans and be like a top four keeper at 5-0. Yeah, I mean, he could be kind of... He reminds me more of like Ederson, I think. In a, in a player that, you know, they, they're going to keep a lot of clean sheets and he's not going to get a lot of bonus or saves. But at the end of the day, you look up at the goalkeeper, like overall points, and he's like top three yeah. every year. No, I could see that. Yeah, I mean... It ain't much, but it's honest work. And like, one of the things I was thinking about also is it's sort of, I mean, we, we have a pretty good idea of how United are going to play, right? But maybe Sancho changes something. Like, maybe they're not as boring in possession and defensive. I don't know. It's still a, a team in transition in a way. They still have Fred and McTominay, which is bad. But I if they're, I mean, getting Veron in is like, no, they're upgrading that upgrade their worst over spot. Is insane. That's their worst player, basically, on the pitch every game. I, Absolutely huge. Like, I feel like as the deadline approaches, I'm going to just, he's, I feel You're like he's going to be my, in. yeah, I feel like I'm going to have him in my team. Yeah. I think it's it a is, total reasonable pick. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of ridiculous to think that there's a 5 million Man United keeper. Like, I don't think that's ever happened since I played the game. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean five that's million, the thing, though. Dude, it, hasn't, so it hasn't been ridiculous for the last few years, right? Like, last few years, that keeper wouldn't have been, like, everyone's keeper. But with the Veron upgrade and getting Sancho to be even better in possession, this might be the year where it's like, fuck, yeah, that's exploitable. I also, yeah, I also, like, really like Henderson. I don't know. Hendo's just a good guy. Where's the hat? Like Where's the yeah. hat? Yeah, so I don't know. I could I could definitely see myself, you know, plumping the extra point five. And part yeah. of the thing too with with Mesley that we didn't talk about that's a little bit frustrating, which is the opposite of of Henderson is you know Mesley is like the most expensive route in. You know, when you have an ailing who you get the clean sheet pop yeah. pip right, and yep. this is the opposite of that where you know Henderson's cheapest the cheapest route in, route in cheapest yep. nail. I mean, Veron's obviously going to be five five when he comes in. So, you know, you're looking at five five across the back in, in defense there. So, you know, being able to you know have those shares of the defenses and you know right. getting in it cheap is 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 important. I think. Yep, and, uh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Any other? Yeah, oh, I was going to say I was going to say Flapianski is also like 
you know, that's a Meslier mold kind of guy. Like, we know West Ham are solid. He has his injury problems, but when he's in there, he's going to be making tons of saves. He's usually yeah. pretty good on bones. Like, not throw outable. You know, he might end up being the guy that we're all on. We just don't know yet. It's, it's, keepers get hot like finishers do, you know? Like, yeah. Emmy last year just fucking, once it was established, it was just like, he's just, unreal like he's just in the form of his life he can't can't get anything past him and i don't know someone like yeah. fabianski has that potential i think i agree what do you think about pickford yeah rafa. i mean you like rafa yeah for sure you like rafa i mean yeah should should be good I, you know i'd be surprised if he wasn't in and around the the four-ish points per game yeah. that we're looking for it's just yeah. whether it's whether or not he has the Mesliev like or Hendo of like, could he be like a four and a half or five points per game keeper? Like that's those yeah. are the best in the game. You know, Emmy was like five points per game. That's that's the goal. I think it's pretty easy to find like a four. You know, like probably we've talked about like all of the guys who are gonna be in and around four, three nine, three eight, but yeah. it's whether yeah. if like they have the upside to get to like four seven, four five. I yeah. don't know if he has that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. We're gonna. I think we'll know very quickly about Rafa and what what he's up to. You yeah, know, just looking if they look you know solid enough because you know five million. There are other five million routes in. You know the center backs are all five, and they they have to buy. I don't know what they're doing. They, they That's the thing. Really it's like so I, we we need more information. They're going in with the same team basically as last season, plus Townsend minus yeah. Siggy. Like Allen's old. Like, uh, wait, what happened to Siggy? But didn't he get? <laughs> Didn't he get too soon in the soon zone? Um, you know, Seamus is fucking old. Like, I don't know. We'll see what they're up to. I, I wouldn't start the season with them. There's a lot of unknowns, I think. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's I think keeper. that's, yeah, keeper's good. Dude, there's just a lot of, a lot of keeper options here. Yeah, there's a ton. Oof. Um, Almost like there are 20. So many defenders. <laughs> in, the, doing... in the 5 million, there's just so yeah. many. So. This is just going to take a while. There are a lot. Buckle in. This is not a short in. pod. This is yeah, a this long is a fucking pod. pod. Yeah. Don't don't fool yourself that this is going to be a short pod. It's yeah, we just have to go team by team, I think, basically. Because yeah, yeah, there's agree. too many. So Arsenal's fives yeah. are Bellerin, Tierney, Gabrielle, the rest yeah. of the team. The rest of the defense is four or five. Yeah. So, but, I mean, Bellerin might not even be there. But, you know, yeah. Tierney, it's really Tierney versus the rest. And I don't think that he's worth 0.5 over, you know, the assuming this white thing happens, but I don't know. I just, with his injury record, I mean, obviously he's got a bit of attacking threat about him. He's, he's get, he, he gets like reasonable attacking returns compared yeah. to his like minutes played, but he's, he, he's just like, he's, he's touch and go every weekend. And yeah. that's not necessarily like what, what you're he looking for. Sneaks up on you with a, Oh, he's out for three weeks in yeah. training. Yeah. Don't don't want that really. Don't want to pay extra for yeah. that. So I don't think that there's really an option here, right? Yeah, I don't know. Because there's four. I mean, even like Chambers is four. Five. I mean, we don't know how they're. This is a tough one with Arsenal. So we don't know what they're going to look like. You know, when the game when the game week one starts. And who they Arsenal, have, as has been for like two straight seasons, is like I don't really know anything about what they're up yeah. to or if they're good or bad. What formation and, are they playing? Who's no there? Idea. No, yeah. Shaka playing left back. Who, is he still there? I don't know. Yeah, fucking. Is it Shaka? Is it Saga? Is it Maitland Niles? Yeah. Is it Cedric? Is it Chambo? 
Tavares one fullback? I don't know. All I know is, you know, if and when this white transfer goes through, having a nailed four or five center back into the defense with, you know, we do know that Arteta, you know, keeps a decent number of clean sheets for Mm -hmm. them. I feel like that's still going to be a really good pick. Yep. And we didn't mention Leno. Solid. I mean, they're it's, really it's, bad compared to the other ones, though. I think but it's nice because we don't have to think about them until game week four. They start away Brentford, Brentham, and then they have Chelsea and Man City, and then we're just like, okay, the team's established. Like maybe yeah, we well, get a defender or something, you know? Yeah, that's fair. All right. Um, Villa. Villa's entire backline's five plus um, Ashley Young. Plus Ashley Young. Welcome just, back. Bird just, shit. Bird shit eater. Five. I don't know. He's so ready. They're all the cheapest rounding because Emmy's 5-5. Five, five. Yeah. <laughs> so they got that going for him. I feel like Kansa is my favorite kind yeah, of. Yeah, why? I don't know. I feel like he has like five goal upside. He, he always does. He gets his head lot, on the ball. Yeah, he always seemed a lot more threatening than Mings to me whenever I watch them on set pieces. And they have a lot of really good set piece deliverers. And I don't know, mm-hmm. they, they get a lot of set pieces because mm-hmm. I'm mean, assuming Jack plays, right? I mean, they get probably more set pieces than like any team bar yeah. city or whatever in the attacking third. So. And they're adding Buendia, another yeah. dribbler, foul yeah. drawing guy. Yeah. I don't know. So I just, I like Kansa for those reasons. And, you know, Target, I feel like. He's pretty limited, um, and I don't know what Young's like presence is going to mean or do. But you know, they—I don't know how much really. I feel like last year was Target's absolute ceiling, like a force this year, and that's fine. But I feel like Kanza, you know, gives you some more, some some actual goals, and I just prefer that. And he's you know he's less injury risk because he just plays center back instead of fullback. I don't know. I the, just like Kanza. The reason I have Target in the team is really simple. He. Plays every fucking minute possible. He missed 15 minutes last season total. Mm-hmm. Um, he's incredible on bones. He's of the of the nailed on starters. He's third best on the team baseline bones. Yeah, but he only got nine all year last year. Right, but that's why I look at baseline because it's like. And then here, let me finish. The third thing is that he was under on his XA by 1.1, which is like complete random luck. Like you yeah. being plus or minus on your XA to assist is just like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah, I guess what I'm. So what that does for me is like a couple more cleans, a couple more assists. That's a ton of bones. He's well, right there on the, well, on the hold, baseline. Hold on there though. Six. You think they're gonna get more than sixteen cleans? Like I feel like that's the okay. absolute limit. You know. So maybe not clean. So assists or okay. you know, and even the loss of clean isn't necessarily that bad for his bonus because he's so good on the baseline. So yeah. That's what I like about him is just okay. he has upside of like say four assists and that's six more bonus or whatever and it's just maybe, nice. yeah he had four and maybe maybe it's like six or something I don't know yeah I guess I just watch him too and I'm just like ugh, like this is fucking Joel Ward in disguise on the left like what is it what am I watching here <laughs> I, I just felt I don't really like, like I don't think he's that good I, I felt know. that way for most of the season and then I feel like he got better and had some good impressive yeah. performances but yeah i don't know console really feels reasonable. like a fucking donger to me so i, if, I like if I were, yeah if i were going there i would go there but i like both still i think you know still price to buy you know i mean yeah. five million it's not cheap good. but it's definitely it's not expensive and villa should be you know more of the same i would i would guess so one big concern that i I didn't even think about this at all until Brian brought it up to me is that there's some players are at the Olympics. Didn't even know anything about that. But one of them is Douglas Louise. Mm. And depending how far they go, they just won't have him for, I don't know, a month potentially if they go far. So 
that's really bad. You know, Nakamba's fine, but yeah, Manchester City's Douglas Luiz. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's valid. You know, I, th- I think that's worth just considering, I suppose. Yeah. But the the other side of that coin is you look at their first few fixtures: Watford, Newcastle, Brentham. Really pretty good. Really good. So does get mm, a they hairy play, after that. How do they play all three promoted sides? One, two, three. Well, Newcastle's not promoted, but oh yeah. Funny. Uh, <laughs> no, that uh, totally uh, fucked that uh, up. Uh, I looked uh, at it and I was like, "Yeah, promoted <laughs> oh. too soon." Um, so Brighton have just dunk and his toe surgery, and everyone else is four or five, including Sanchez. Yeah, I mean, they had to price the Dwonker at had five. To. They had to because four or five, I, he'd be in literally every team. But I don't yeah. want him. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's worth it. Um. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think, you know, it's really challenging when you see players that are five when, on bad teams who the rest of the defense is four or five. Like, they have to be so many miles and miles better attack-wise to justify the point five. I think, than to, to go there. And, you know, it kind of transitions well into Burnley with Tarko and me. Like, having either of them over Lowton or, or Chaz yeah. is insane. Actually, yeah. just fucking patently insane. Yep. I think Dunk is more justifiable just because he's so consistently like dongs a few and he's like very nailed and plays every minute and shit. But yeah, yeah, it's just not a good job, I think. Right. Yeah. And he's, he's really good on bones too, Dunk. So it's yeah. like, it's, yeah. it's more, and with like, I don't know, Potter's madness, it's, it's a lot more defensible. But yeah, yeah for mean, Burnley. You, I mean, you, and you could, you could start Dunk every week. Like you could just start him you against can start good him teams. You, well, you, if you, you kind of could. Have would. to if you're five. Yeah. yeah, like if you're paying for him, I think you would. Especially like Brighton are fucking good. We know they're yeah. better than like 16th, you know? And yeah. He can Burn- score I goal mean, Burnley, against anyone. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Burnley, Watford, Everton, Breton. It's pretty good. It's really good. <laughs> so, you know. It's really, really good. Leicester, okay. Palace, you know, it's like. Well, Palace is really bad, but Leicester's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Burnley. but yeah, Burnley. So yeah, I mean, I've been on Loden. I think Taylor's also a good pick. I mean, what's the case for paying for Tarko or me? I don't think there is one. They're sand. They're just in no man's land because I like Pope at five five more than them too. I yeah. like the four fives more than them, and I like the five five more than them. Well, you also have like a pretty consistently long track record from both of them. Also, of just not being good on goals. Like me, never scores really. You know, you yeah. got two last year, but they won. And Tarko, you know, you watch them, and they, he's just kind of a fucking lost puppy up he's, there. Yeah, yeah I think he had one, like, offsides or something last year, but, yeah, I mean, one or two goals, it's just it's just not nearly enough. And it's actually like, kind of offensive that they're $5 million. I don't understand why they would price them at $5 million. I don't know. It's the same logic that, like, every transfer season, there's rumors of, like, Lester paying fifty five yeah. million for Tarkowski. I mean, like, that might be it because I mean, if anything, like looking at this game and like taking a step back, like why do you price them at five compared to four or five when you have the fullbacks? For it's like all it does is funnel everyone more towards the fullbacks. Like yeah. it just means that they're going to be owned like doubly or that much yes. more. So yeah. that from like a game variety standpoint doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I agree. But like you're saying, yeah, I mean, if all of a sudden Tarko goes to fucking you know. Lester or something, yeah, whatever. Then, whatever. Yeah, that's whatever. It doesn't matter. But they're they're fucking terrible picks. So let's let's go to, uh, I guess Everton next. Well, Chelsea just have Christensen, but that's a complete stay away. Yeah. We don't know anything. Yeah. So but I mean, yeah. we would he would need injuries to to be an option. Yeah, but, or a string of starts like 
you know, we don't which, know shit. Yeah, which feels unlikely. Everton have Coleman, Keane, Mina, Godfrey. So a lot of options there. They also have Holgate, who's four or five. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't know what Rafa's doing or who he's going to choose. And I, you know, we, I've been very outspoken of how much I think Holgate is a piece of shit and not good enough. But <laughs> do you see anything here for the 5 million Everton defenders? Eventually, maybe, because yeah. I. Your boy do- Mina? Yeah, I mean, I love Mina. I rate Rafa really highly. You know, I think once he gets the team settled, they'll be tough. You know, they'll be a tough out for sure, and they'll get some cleans. But I just don't personally feel like we know what that is yet. You know, they played mostly back three. Don't think Rafa's going to do that. I don't know if Seamus has legs. Like, I I don't know where he's going to play Dean. He could be left midfielder, left back. I don't know. Um, They haven't really bought yet, right? Not in defense, no. No, no defensive buys except Begovic. So, like, I don't, I, I don't know what they're up to really, and I, I don't really want a part of it. Okay, straight up. I mean, I still think Dean at five five is like. I yeah. like it's like yeah, I like Dean for the thirty eight game week pick. Right. Love him. Maybe not for a game. He's going to have tons of assists. Yeah, but like Southampton sure leads, they're good at defense. and I don't know the team. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I could wait. Okay. Uh, so Leicester have I don't know why Bertrand's five million, but he is. But they have Soy Boy and then Justinho, who's who's still injured and out for a little while. So I mean, Soy at five. What do you think? What do you think's going on there? I think. Wait, how much is Evans? Five five. <laughs> so bad. God, they're it's so just like the English dumb. bias or something. I mean, he had like a couple goals last year, and they they just don't. All they right, like whatever. reject XG or something, yeah. and they're just like, "Yeah, well, that's sustainable." So that's I mean, good. Soy is an awful pick. Soy, because we don't know that he's ahead of Fafana. Yeah, we're we just don't assu- know that. That's the assumption they're making: is that yeah. if it's a four, it's going to be Evans and Soy, and Fafana's the odd man out. But we don't really know, and we don't know what they're playing. And I'm staying away it's from all these terrible. guys. I okay. mean, uh, I don't know. Like next name up, interesting name. Hector Jr. Fear, Fearpo Adamas. Legend. Talk to me about the Fearpos. Legend. They have no Straight idea what they're Barca. doing. They have no idea what they're doing with the price. Who's are. they? The fucking men who Why, are in charge Fear of this Pose, thing. The Fearpos should be 4-5? Yeah, their whole fucking team is 4-5, except for the proven god of bones, Meslier. Right? Like, their whole backline's 4-5. And then Firpo, who is absolutely... No attacking pedigree at all. He's just like a known name because he's from Barcelona. Yeah. Just comes in straight five. Like he's is the, fast. Is, the, is La Masia a joke to you? Yeah, it is. <laughs> wow. Oh <my> God. <laughs> okay. No, it's just stupid. Out it, on it, the Firpo. There's just... I, I would have been so into a 4-5 Firpo because there's like potential and he's young and exciting. Yeah. But like... No, I'm never okay. going to pay for him over Alien until we see that he's oh. really good at attacking or something. Poor Shirpo. We, we haven't seen that ever. Okay, okay. I want to talk about Matip for sure. Um, yep. Yeah, so, Matip, I mean, VVD, five, yeah. VVD, they're talking about he might play. I think they have you guys are friendly tomorrow or something, but he's yeah, playing he in the play. friendly tomorrow. But yeah. I mean, you're, you're looking at, you know, whether he plays... VVD, you know, and a, and a friendly here or there, you know, he's going to be eased in. And, you know, it looks like Matip and Kanata are going to be the, the first choice pairing so for too. game week one. And, you know, they're going to obviously get VVD, get make, 
game time and minutes when he can, but we don't know that Kanate's like ahead of Matip. Like maybe it's going to be VVD and Matip in the league. You know, I mean, Kanate's still really young. He just got there. Yep. Matip at five, I think, is like a very, very interesting pick. It's just so risky. It's very risky. I mean, you have to go into it knowing that you feel comfortable pulling the trigger on a wild card. You cannot go into it with a four million defender on your team. Like you have to have four or five backups. That's why I don't like it. It's, it's just, just too so fucking risky because he could just play one game. He yeah. could also play zero games. <laughs> like he could he play, could one play game. all the games. He could play thirty eight games. He could play zero games. Well, he could play thirty eight games. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not possible in his his DNA. But yeah. I like it in theory. It's the kind of thing that I would be like, ooh, yeah, like under the radar could be good, 5-0. And when he plays, he's really, really fucking good. And he's really good on bones. And like, he's just he's a really a good player. He's a donger. Well, and he's he, not historically, but watching him, he's a donger. He is a donger, though. I mean, like for his minutes, he you know, played 690 oh, yeah. and scored and 703 and scored. Yeah, I mean, he has one goal every single year for the, since he but got there. But if you play 700 minutes, though, that's like uh, yeah, pretty good for well, a he center had back. Earlier, but no, I mean, he, but watching them play even last year and, and the year before in his limited minutes, he, he definitely is a, is a, a menace in the box. Yeah, and his, even his passing, really, really good. He'll hit the pass completion bones, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Really like him, but. I just personally think it's just a, a risk, like not worth taking. Not worth taking. Okay, fair. Yeah, and yeah. Um, okay, we don't have to talk about him. Tell us Lindelof. Bye. You don't have to talk about them. Richie. No. Actually, interested in Richie again. Sleeper, kind of Sleeper, really good. Pick. Kind of going two years back when we were all about the Richie. Kind I mean, of he, a even really that good year. Pick. Yeah, I mean that year he was five five, but now he's five. He, I mean Jamal Lewis was horrendous last year. Very, very bad performances every single time I ever watched him. But, you know, he's still young and he's definitely like the future in air quotes, future or whatever of the position left wing back. But I mean, Richie, when he plays, he just, he just gets returns. Like he gets so many returns when he plays. It's ridiculous. And that's what I, that's what I wrote down. Basically it's, he starts when he's fit. He's incredibly good on bonus. Set pieces. Like baseline bonus. He's on yeah. set pieces. If Callum's on the pitch, which happens all the time, he's on pens. He's a, just a lot of involvement. He always gets attacked yeah. and returns. And like all yeah. of those, not just talking about like XGXA, like in the stats where it's like just passes that lead to a shot creating action, like those kind of numbers, he's like elite still. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he I progresses. Mean, he's a good outlet. He, he delivers good balls. He's it's, Hard has, because everyone else is four or five, including the keepers. But like, yeah, you this just is have a to, point five that I would yeah. spend on. Yeah, he seems easily point five better than all the other yeah. players when he plays. I'm definitely more than a little concerned about his issue with staying on the pitch, though, because I mean, last year thirteen hundred minutes, two years ago thirteen hundred minutes. Yeah. Like he yeah. was close to a three thousand minute stall where you know those three years before from twenty fifteen to, to totally. twenty nineteen. But the last two years, you know, playing. You know, under half a season is is not good, right? But he's fit now, yep. and I mean, as far as I know, and that that's all that really matters. And you know, home West Ham at Villa, home Southampton. I mean, he's back class as a defender, five million cheaper than you you know you you think he would be. Yeah. I think you know, I think he's also a name. Where what did we start with with Mesley? I think Richie, like of all the defenders and that we're going to talk about in this pie, I think Richie to me is like the one that's the most interesting. I think he's sleeper, yeah, just like under the radar, good fucking pick. Yeah, and Newcastle, you know, 
That's, that's the risk is Newcastle in general but because I, I don't, they're either going to be like defensive and pretty okay or they're going to be a d- yeah. disaster or they're going to be attacking and you just don't know. It but I feel week. like they are pretty consistent with like the like the season is chunked into like thirds or something where it's like it's fucking eighths with that. <laughs> it's like whatever. Like <laughs> the beginning of the season, they like go back and forth between getting absolutely pummeled and yeah. just winning to nil. Okay. And then they go through a period where they're very stodgy and they are very, very like limiting in terms of goals and goals allowed where it's like one, 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 nil, one, 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 whatever, one. Right. Nil. And then they just get blown away at the end of the season when they're safe. Like the last seven, eight games, just throw it out the window. They get fucking ass fucked. I'm not going to check the tape because I don't want to know. I, I'm just going to blindly just agree vibe. with that. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, this is pure vibes. I'm this not is checking vi- the tape. This watching is watching Newcastle since I started watching the league. I yeah. mean, this is just what I feel like they do pretty much every year. And, you know, the best time to own them is like game week 1 to 25, basically. They're going to have some shock 2-0 wins. They're yeah. going to have a couple 5-1 losses. And Richie's going to... Get regular assists yeah, when he plays. I mean, I just I I love him. Also, I just love. You've always I love. Him. Yeah, 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 I always I love watching him. I think yeah. he's just such a like. He just has everything I want in a player. Like yeah. tenacity, like fight, like goes yep. nuts on the ref, like just does it all. I yeah, love I, him. under the radar, fucking good pick. Maybe I'll yeah. just back myself and just go for him. Yeah, because I'm I really talking myself into him. I'm not gonna lie, I haven't had him at all. But. Yeah, when I was just like writing the names of all the guys that we're going to be talking about. I, those were the, I read you the notes that I wrote on him. I was just like, Richie, like no one has him. No one talks about Newcastle. Like he's just a good pick. He's underpriced, actually underpriced. I don't like know about that. Cause if he's five, five, he's in no teams. He's in no teams at five. Yeah. But maybe he's, more likely, <laughs> he's more likely to be in teams at five. Yes. But like, I don't think his price is. If he was four or five, okay, he's in every team. That's but what I'm saying. Five, he's, he's in zero point three, and five five, he's I, the Richie family still owns him, so he's in zero point <laughs> three. Like, he, you know, so I don't know. Accurately priced. Tyler's he's, a great job pricing this year. All of except Scotland for Mane. Except for Mane. Yeah. Southampton. Um, Southampton. New guy Perot, Parade, Romain. Really attacking. Yeah, that's nice. And they have KWP, 5 million, Vestergaard, 5 million. I mean, this is a mess, right? We're not they're paying 5 million bot- for Southampton. They're defenders. a bottom five <laughs> yeah, defense. And they keep not getting better and not buying yeah. a keeper. Okay, let's listen so. to that. Um, <laughs> Even so, though I wish he was like available because his attacking numbers are actually absurdly good. Ross yeah. Perot. And it's just it's just not, a, not an option. Yeah, okay, got that one. Yeah. So five million. So Toby is gone. He's in Middle East. Did you see that? Yep. Yep. So they've got Surge, Doc, Rags. And everyone's gonna is four or five. Yeah. I mean they're gonna buy a center back, if not two, it seems like. Like Romero, I think, the Atalanta guy or whatever. Yeah. I mean Yeah, they're chasing guys. I mean, Doc is interesting if yeah, they Jer- go back to Nuno Doc stuff, right? That's what I was going to say. Jerry's question was, does Doc being reunited with Nuno equal big points? I mean, the answer is obviously yes, if he's just back to playing if he fucking does the same thing, the which, thing, which we don't know and doesn't look likely. I mean, he's been playing four so far. So yeah. Yeah. Probably not. I mean, so and, far, no good. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Reg's, you know, the only nailed option that that's in this price racket. I, you know, I think he's a pretty bad player. 
Wouldn't want him. I mean, we have to see if there's going to be a four or five option. You obviously want him over yeah. any of these guys, and yeah. you know, probably with Nuno, you know, what the, what who's playing, where they're playing, probably a wait and see. Safer. Yeah. They also I start with City. It's like, yeah, yeah. There's like, yeah, there's no rush. They they will have a settled time, and they will be tough to break down. And Nuno, yeah. well, at least at Wolves, like didn't really rotate much until yeah. the team got kind of fucked by injuries. So mm-hmm. you know, it might be like a road on season or something, but we don't know yet. So yeah. Um, West Ham have Sufal, Agbana, Dawson, and then they also have Jop and Masuaka for five. Aforementioned Crestwell's five five in my yeah. team right now. So, a lot of options. <sighs> fucking tons of options, but Suf is good. Suf is really good. He's yeah. just really good. Yeah, he's a really good pick. And again, I love their opening fixtures. So that's that's part of it. And it's before Europa starts, so it's really good. Yeah. Um. You know, Dawson's a donger. And Masuaku at 4-5 is probably one to watch for sure. Because yeah. if he's just left wing back, I don't know. He just gets hurt every game he plays. Yeah. It's hard. Okay. And then we have some Wolves guys. We don't have to talk about them, I think. Let's go to midfield. Tio had one question. He said, which 5 OD do you think are worth the extra dosh over their 4-5 teammates? I guess we already talked about that yeah, as, think, as we went through. Yeah, yeah Richie, Richie was the only one I think we really talked about that we both were about, right? Dunk Me, was the Arguably also, Dunk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think okay. that's basically it. Um, so mid-price mids, yeah. Oh, my God. There's, again, so many. Okay. <laughs> um, it all starts with Jack. Uh, Eight, eight to seven to eight is what we're doing for mids and forwards. So, yeah, I mean, there's Jack sitting there at eight. Um, what's your read on the what's your tea leave read on the situation? Z stay. They were talking about by Leon by by or by Bailey. Bailey. I don't know how you fucking say Bailey. To Villa. Um, I mean, are they still spending Jack money and we just don't I know? I feel it yet, like or? they're spending Jack money, that's but what, I don't really know. That's just what it seems like to yeah, me. Because they're I just agree. throwing yeah. money and rumors and bids around like they have like fucking Man United money and it's they it's do have the big. new oil money though right I don't really know I, I think they have new you owners know, I don't you know. know how I am with like transfer season I just like no I'm saying the owners yeah I don't know okay you still don't know fine um, so if Jack stays at Villa just how is he not in your team? I yeah, thought that just, he was going to be in your team. Well, because it's because of all the unknowns of like I don't know he what team be he's going to be on and shit. And yeah, I don't know if he's even playing and yeah. whatnot. But Terp's question was, how does Buendia affect Jack and Watkins' potential? Thinking about chance creation as well as El Ghazi. Dude, look at the Terp no longer to, taking pens if he's benched. Yeah, Terp, Terp's dude. trying to infiltrate a player in a price bracket that we're not talking about today. Yeah, but trying to make this all about it's Terp. relevant to Jack though. Okay. I think I mean, it just makes everyone better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if Jack is still there, great player, great pick. Great player, great pick. And yeah. if Buendia is, you know, he's there with Buendia, that's just like taking minutes off of Barkley and El Ghazi. It's just better for <laughs> yeah, everyone. It's better like, for everyone. it's a better finisher. It's a better passer. It's a better outlet. Yeah. It's better progression. It's just like, yeah, I'm, I don't think it negatively affects Jack or Ollie. Yeah. I think it positively affects both. I agree. I mean, we, we also are very far away from gimmick one in terms of this news because you know he's also on vacation so you know moves like that when the players are away don't necessarily happen so yeah he's he's in like a lot of teams but we need we need to wait a little bit more maybe maybe liverpool surprise bet or something my goodness okay (laughs) uh chelsea have pooley 
at eight. Nailed. Nailed. Eight million pool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Nailed. Uh, and ZH75 and Mount 75. Yeah. You know, Mount. Mount. I've also had the England has a England lot of problem. tinkers, and I haven't tinkered with Mount really at all. Yeah, well, know. Mount's just so not fun. He's just like a meat and potato player, but yeah. he's also got the English thing where, you know, same with like Fodinho. On vacation him, and shit. Yeah, it's tough. You know, they're, they're going to come back late. You know, they're only going to get, you know, 10 days before, 11 days before. Yeah. Game of Clans starts. It's just going to matter more about the individual players' fitness on what they were doing and their time off rather than, yeah. you know, playing the preseason games. Like, are they ready? How much do they relied on? That whole thing. So, yeah. You know, but, but, but Pool Six always going to be an interesting name, I think, to me in this in this price range because you know when he does play consistently, you know he definitely shows that his like underlying numbers and all the things are are pretty good. You know, he's definitely had a down year last year. No, no mistake. Yeah, yeah but for sure. There's a player in there that that you know in in his best season is going to do something like you know exactly 18 goals, 10 assists. Like he has that kind he of a, that. of a ceiling. So. Is it going to be this year? Probably not. You know, they just have so many names. I don't know, unless if he just becomes like a favored one back under under Tuchel. But I, yeah, think, I think he's an interesting name. It's what we talked about with Kai. I think, And I've had Kai in a lot of tinkers. I'm not trying to downplay that. But what we said last pod about Kai, I think, holds true with these guys, too. It's just like last year he came in. There was a fixture every three days. And he just did whatever was working at the time. And there was a lot of mixing and matching. And there was right. a lot of... There's no training. There was a lot of band-aiding when he had to, etc. We just don't know shit about what this team's going to look like final form. Like, we've yeah. never seen it. So, yeah. I don't know. Full of void, I guess? Yeah, I think probably That's kind of how void. I feel. Even though you you can't take your eyes off of Kai. I've had Kai in a lot of tinkers. ZH needs a move. They need to take start. 50 cents on the dollar. Or he'll just play a lot and be awesome. Like, uh, that wouldn't surprise <sighs> me at all. I don't see how he fits in the system. Like he, there's no position for him. I don't think is my problem with him. If it's even five at the back, which is like Tugel's never played five at the back except for whatever ten games of Chelsea. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that's, no, that's what I'm true. saying. He, like, he could he could revolutionize it. We'll see. Okay. Yeah, so wait and see. Um, uh, so here's one that you're excited to talk about, right? The Pew Pew Man, the Frog Man, Pepe, Pepega, <laughs> I Pepega. So recency, you're obsessed with him. You're it's, fucking a nightmare. I hate it's obviously so recency bias because he ended the season so strongly, right? Like yeah. it's it's stupid because if he started the season on fire and then for the last thirty game weeks was horrible. Are you talking I, about Willian or Pepe? I'm talking about Nicholas Pepe. Okay. Yeah, reverse basically. Then no one would even be considering him at all. But yeah, I don't know. He just ended the season so strongly, but I'm not getting baited in because Arsenal are just, uh, I don't know, aforementioned. You say that now. I'm not. When I'm not you there. make the Lambs and his in your, na- in your team, I would be so unsurprised. Fucking Brentham is a great picture. And then Chelsea and City, I, I right. just, I'm just not going to get baited. All but right. All right. I think he's really good. You know, he showed a lot. We know he has like the skills. He just hasn't developed into like a good soccer player <laughs> for yeah. the majority of his time at Arsenal, but he kind of showed it a bit. So I don't know. Just hoping he can put it together. He's yeah. definitely a favorable price. Like seven five for someone like him is fucking good. Yeah. I just, he, my issue whenever I've watched him still is that like I feel like he hasn't developed into a complete player in terms of, you know, playing in his own half. 
I totally and agree. And that just doesn't work. You know, it really doesn't yeah. work. Unless if you're like a Wilf is maybe someone that I, even, even Wilf, honestly, under Roy has been better in Arthur. But when you play like, like that, it's just, and you're not like the best player on your team, it right. doesn't work. And, you know, he right. floats in and out of games and he is the type of player to me that's, you know, one or two performances away from just like, up. Oh, he's on the bench. And you're like, yeah. oh yeah, where's Pepe? Sure. Oh yeah, he was bad. So he's a bench because they have a fucking arsenal. For sure. There's just, yeah. there is a world. That's all I'm saying. No, there's, there's a world. There's, like, dude, there's a world for everything. Locke have you watched old. Rick and Morty? <laughs> yeah, that's great show. There's, you know, Laka's old and on the decline. Obbs is old and on the decline. Like Sokka's on vacation, maybe hurt, like, I don't know. There's a world where he is just their best attacker and it does go through him and he's their main goal scorer. Like, yeah. that's not impossible. You know, so yeah. I just it's have my eye on it, him. But okay. That's it. All right. That's it. Jota, 7-5. What do you got? Your team. <sighs> yeah, I just, I just don't really get it. Okay. What do you not get? I don't think he's <laughs> going to be a starter. Okay. And so he's going to have very inconsistent minutes, not yep. a lot of minutes. <laughs> and I don't like that for one okay. of your like nailed players in your FPL team if you're spending okay. seven five. Hey. I just don't really get it. Okay. Um Gundog? That's basically it. Yeah, I don't know. It, what, is, do you feel the same about Jota? Or are you yeah, interested? I, I think people are fucking dumb as shit to start with Jota or, or want him or anything. I think you same need an price as Trent. I mean, Robbo is 0.5 no, cheaper. Like to me, it's actual diabolical levels starting yeah. with Jota or, okay. or just yeah, even entertaining Jota. But I don't. I, I don't want to. Yeah. So, yeah. but people, please start with him. Yeah. yeah. We, we, you know. um, yeah. City have a bunch of guys in this range. They have Foden, Gundo, Bill, Ferran. We got questions. Catfing said, if Kevin's confirmed out for a few weeks, which yeah. maybe, um, what are your thoughts on starting with Gundo? And then I, Dundee Monkey said, I can't help but think Bill wasn't under the radar differential as Pep chops and changes each season. What do you think? Bill, I, I don't why know would what, it be Bill? I don't know what the hell that is, but the bottom line is whoever plays minutes is really good in fantasy under Pep Guardiola. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is really the, the Kev news is the trickle down news, yeah, right? Yeah. Because yeah. Gundog, as we saw last season, you know, pretty abundantly clear when Kevin's not in, like he's very, very good in FBL, yeah. like a very, yeah. very good asset. Yeah. So if it does turn out that like, you know, he broke his other eye socket ball, he had like a tear, yeah, tore yeah, his yeah. dick muscle off. Can't feel me. his face. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's got something else going on. Gundog's going to definitely be a fantastic pick to, to start the season with. But, yeah. oh. you know, Foden, you know, Injured, to a lesser degree. Vacation. Yeah, Foden's got stuff going on, and, and Torres, Ferran also, like, kind of, they went a little bit deep, but, you know, we don't know when he's going to be back. He's also know. not nailed. I mean, you know, Bilv is just, I think, just like a really bad fantasy pick, period. So, not too interesting. I think it, it, then it comes back to Mara's, what we talked about last I was week. about to say, should we be talking more about Mara's? Because we just talked about Ferran went deep in the tournament and, like, unknown. Like, Raz played in the finals, probably on vacation. Foden was on crutches during the Euros and is probably on vacation too. Like, should we just all have Mares? That's possible. I mean, we, I think this is another again something that's going to become abundantly clear as Game Week One approaches and friendlies happen, and you know we really have a better idea of who's in the squad and who's not. You know, yeah. as, as August thirteenth comes, I'm so. surprised he's three point eight percent on Mares. Yeah, well, I mean, 
Nine million is very expensive, and yeah. you know he he wasn't you know that good. I mean he was man, he's he's good enough. I mean nine million is is pretty good price, you know. Yeah. yeah. So you know yeah maybe I mean that's why you know maybe as Mars you know it could again could be Gundogan seven five a lot more palatable, but this is also a very short term pick, right? You're you're looking like Raz obviously fit. Like how long is he going to be out for? That, that's kind of a trickle down to Mars. Yeah. Like you just it comes back to you know they're rotating. He Pep rotates so much that we don't know who's playing week on week, and you know. Spending nine million when our bud when we have a one million but a hundred million budget compared to when we have like you know one hundred four one hundred three and yeah. we know who the good five five like oh like this guy's really good so you can afford it when they don't play a little bit less to do so you know all those it's just things the thing I'm it. thinking it's just back to the basics what we always talk about it's like if there's a stretch where you Mars is gonna you think Mars is gonna get starts you have reason to believe Mars is gonna get starts you just he's him. elite. Yeah. He's he's an eleven million player in that stretch. Yeah, no, and that's totally fair. And you know, those are if game week one is approaching and the you know the t- the, the answers are looking here, then then you then you just hit him. I think yeah. you could just go for it and you I hope that you some spike buttons. something. Yeah, my click button because you know at Spurs when they have they're all sorts with a new manager, home Norwich. You know, you you expect some goals there from City, even if they yeah. do, even if they are missing a few of their first first choice players. Yeah, yeah. Nine million is still a lot, though. You know, it is still it's yeah, still it a lot. But I have that slot in my team right now. You know, maybe what I mean? you shouldn't. Oh. <laughs> hey. um, so then there's the Man United guys. So we have Paul Greenwood and well Lingard, but he's not really. And then they added no Lingard Sam- actually seems like he's staying. Is he actually? Yeah, I haven't seems- been following the like news and shit. That's yeah, it seems like really he's weird. he's gonna be there. Okay. So Lingard, yeah. and then they added Sancho since we last potted 9-5, yeah. so we didn't talk about him in the previous wow. pod. Holy so. shit, that's all I have to talk about. I know, Villa Luke said, is it overthinking going Sancho over Bruno? Does it just make Bruno an even better option? Maybe we would only double up on United and obvious good patches of form and fixtures. Like, just, what are you thinking about Sancho? He's in my team right now, so obviously you can guess what I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've obviously, I don't watch, you know, Dozens of Dortmund games every year, no, so I've only five seen Dortmund him. games a yeah. year. Probably, I've probably only watched maybe like five or six games, like full games of him starting, like in Champions League yeah. since in the last couple of years or whatever. So I don't I've know watched, that much about. I watched him, like but... the derbies with Bayern a couple of times, and I've watched a bunch of their Champions League games. Yeah, yeah that's that's it basically. But the main thing that concerns me about Sancho and what I'm like reading and you know watching him is just. Are the goals going to be there for him? You know, mm. I mean, is he is he going to score ten goals? Mm. Because you know, at nine five, you know, if you're going to be that reliant on, you know, assists from open play, and you don't have set pieces, I just don't know if he's going to be able to justify the price, let alone provide surplus value on the price. So you know, I, I think he's definitely fun, and you know, putting him in that team. I mean, also don't forget, right? If Rashford's out, you know, that's that right. is another, you know good player that's missing but right i don't know i mean i feel like it's just one of those where you could throw the dice on you know watch the first few games and you you know we should be able to tell pretty clearly early on if he's a player for fpl or, or not or if he's going to take time to bet in but right. nine five is just really expensive to to ask that question when i think that there are like a lot more question marks you know i you know looking also i, I think back to last year with timo and you know it's funny you know Ugh, how up. that played out but <laughs> I had so many less concerns or question marks around Timo fitting into that team and the player he was and, you know, what he could be for FPL right. than I do for Sancho, 
which is, you know, again, it's easy to kind of laugh at that, you know, given how bad Timo was last year. But, you know, no, looking at I the mean, body I, of work that Timo did. Saying. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to, to qualify, right, given the body of work that Timo has done at Leipzig the last couple of years before he came to Chelsea, you know, you see all the, the attributes he has. He's just a clinical goal scorer. You know, for him to fall flat is one thing. But with Sancho, you know, he's he, he floats a lot. He progresses. He dribbles a lot. He he does all those things. But, you know, is he going to score, you know, 10, 11, 12 goals? Or is he going to find, you know, more six, seven, eight goals? And if he does that, nine, five's too much, I think. So I'm I'm definitely nowhere near him in any of my tankers. I haven't really considered him yeah. at all. But okay. I understand the appeal. You know, but that's kind of what I'm thinking about. And what about you? You have him in your team, so you see it differently, clearly. Yeah, I mean... It's it's often hard, I feel like, with players like Sancho to separate their real-life football contributions and quality as a player from their fantasy contributions, right? Because it's okay. like stats people like that I like and just double pivot and grace and whatnot, like they're saying like he's potentially one of the five best players in the world. Like he's in the Mbappe-Holland discussion for the next 10 years. He's that level. Fantasy wise, he's clearly not, you know, like he's like you said, he's not he doesn't shoot that often. He's his best attributes are passing and dribbling and stuff like that. But he does get a ton of assists and majority of them are not from free kicks or dead balls. And he took Mm -hmm. three corners a game, but he didn't really take free kicks. And he might. But that's what I'm saying. He probably will take corners from the right. (laughs) That that would be good. But that's like I want that. I want those types of players to be on the set pieces. I, you know, because yeah, it mean, just ideally, gives you more the volume. Like, because like, I think about Ericsson a little bit with him. Let me go there because I went back and looked at Ericsson's past seasons to like see oh, the wow, kind of okay. because I think the totals that Ericsson put up back in the day are similar yeah, to like, like 11, what 12, you would think. 12, 12. Yeah, so in in eighteen nineteen he put up eight and twelve hundred sixty one points, and seventeen eighteen put eleven ten hundred ninety nine points, sixteen seventeen. <clears throat> eight and 20 218 points 20, six and 16 and 15 16 178 points i yeah. feel like the floor is really high for sancho because he's just i so, mean if he's assisting so. at that clip then that's something like if he's going to be like 15 plus assists year on year then yeah he'll be hitting nearly 200 points and yeah he'll make a i joke mean I, the price even tag. if he hits Eight and twelve in Erickson's most recent Spurs year, and that's thirty starts. That's one hundred sixty-one points. I feel like that's his floor. Eight and twelve. Like I think that's the I, actual. Eight and twelve is still a lot, though. I don't know. Yeah, he did no, that. I mean, two thousand minutes last year. You know, like the yeah. seasons before that were seventeen and sixteen. I know they farm. They farm. They farm. They for farmers. sure farm. But I just think that, like, when All you right. actually look at past seasons and like look at the assist leaders, not the goal leaders at midfield. I think like though those numbers are, are conservative estimates of what he can do. You know, like Dil, Dilva seasons, Erickson seasons, maybe a little, like, Kev, little Kevish. Yeah, like Kev eight and eighteen and seventeen eighteen. Like that's obviously the high end, but that's two hundred nine points. Like that's okay. We're saying his upside is like top three midfielder in the game, and his floor is like maybe one sixty ish. Like that's really good. That's I don't really think, I think his floor is lower. I, I just is lower. don't get why it would be lower. Like I, I just don't like understand. Well, he hasn't played in this league. The physicality is different. I mean, there, there are betting in things like you, we just don't know, you know, it's his first of season. I mean, I think he's gonna, I don't, don't think he's gonna start things. 36 games either. Right. Like he'll probably, if he's fit all season, he'll probably get, you know, closer to 30. 
I don't know. You know, I think, you know, 140 is reasonable as well. We just don't know how this is going to look. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. just think like he's so young and so good and dominant, not just in Germany and Champions League too. He's fucking completely dominates. I'm just Champions like League group stage. They did well. Dortmund. <laughs> <laughs> but every year, right? Like he started when he was 18, just putting up yeah. fucking ridiculous monster yeah, numbers. Yeah, no, I mean... And my reservations are not about the player. Clearly, yeah, yeah. No, I know, class I know. player, but just yeah. FPL asset. I, I'm yeah. just a little, yeah. But, but Leeds, yeah, that's why he's been on my Wolves, team. Newcastle, yeah. Okay. I've just been like, I've in my head, his floor is like one of those Ericsson seasons, and his ceiling is like a Kev season. Okay. In fantasy, or, or something. Yeah. I guess All the right. the trickle down from that is like I'm not sure how that's going to affect Bruno like I'm not sure exactly how the team attacks it's probably a step too far like I probably won't start with them because I want to see how it plays out and stuff but that's like my pitch for him but yeah. um no that's fair the other Man United guys are just not even talking points right Paul Greenwood and Lingard yeah I think that just too many men I think at this point I mean yeah. with with Rashford out you know with yeah Martial's maybe someone will talk about Greenwood maybe but yeah it's just a lot of names nothing yeah. nothing really too too much to talk about there yeah um, um Wilf you want to talk about Wilf I mean do you, is there anything more to say I mean Palace or yeah I mean a I think there is something see, to say right? about I mean I think the you know, it's July 26th here. You know, we've had a couple friendlies. We have a couple more to go before the season starts. But, I mean, the one the one main thing that everything's been knocking out of the camp is that, you know, he's trying to create more. You know, with, with Woy the last few years, it's just been complete park to shitland. And then, you know, you're trying to hit on the counter yeah. and the few opportunities, like in a two-on-four or whatever. Right. And... You know, he's, he's trying to keep possession a little bit more. You know, it looks like we're doing four three three things and trying to get the ball, you know, just advance the ball faster, you know, into the right. final third to get the ball to the danger man, which is Wolf. You know, it's the, the, right. the game revolves around getting the ball to Wolf and getting out of the way. So, you know, I think it's a, it's a nice thing that, you know, he's still, you know, clamoring for a move, you know, whatever he does his thing. But, you know, having Vieira in, who is definitely, you know, an intense figure and someone who... You'd imagine, like you know, the players would want to play for and, and impress. Yeah, for sure, that you know, a changing, you know, just someone other than like a ninety-year-old decrepit like corpse managing <laughs> you of like having his assistant like yelling at the touchline because he can't yell loud enough because he's fucking gonna die tomorrow. You know, it's Vieira's commanding presence, Actual. and I think that that matters. Actual matters a lot. You know, yeah. in the workplace, you know, you get someone like yeah. that in after a few years of like, holy shit, we have to go to work again with which is what I imagine it was like under Hodgson for wealth. Right. It's more exciting. And, you know, he's, he's it's not. It's like the workplace stuff we talked about when we were talking about the, um, the fucking, uh, what's his name pod? The GM, the Billy pod. Bill Simmons. Yeah. The Simmons pod with, the oh, with Theo Epstein. With Theo. Yeah. Like yeah, that pod, yeah, yeah. we talked about like the, the vibe of the locker room and the, the workplace environment and how that, that actually makes a huge difference for players and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I'm looking at Wolf and I mean, you know, he's, as I mentioned earlier, he's one of my favorite players and the only probably favorite player now that Ozil's gone. And I mean, he had 11 goals last year as his, his career high, which is kind of ridiculous. It's just because wild. watching him play is like, oh, this is like a 20 goal player, or, you know, 16, <laughs> 17 goal player. Cause he runs games, you know, he's just, yeah. he's unplayable usually. 
and he just gets fouled or whatever. And he took a couple pens already in, in preseason. Millie was off the pitch in both of them. Uh, he won both the God. pens. He converted both the pens. Millie might not play as much. You know, he he's looking at trying to be more mobile in, in the midfield three, which means that he won't play. We don't know that yet, but right. I could just I could just see 15 goals from Wolf. You know, I mean, I could see like a 15 seven year from him, something like that. And and you know, we're attacking more. I mean, if Vieira goes well and you know things are are moving, that's kind of what I think that he could do if he's happy in his football. Yeah, and you know, seven no, million. Ta- is no again, Townsend is good, but yeah, no SA is bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's good and bad things around the team, but I think it's more just the system base of like, we're going to try to attack more and we're going to try and get more men into the final third and that's going to benefit Wolf. And right. at 7 million, you know, there's, there's, there's not a lot of question marks about, you know, what he's going to get you. Right. And, you know, it's, it's in that, you know, 130 plus range, which isn't, you know, pulling up trees, but at the same time, you know, it could be 160, could be 170. Yeah, he definitely you know, has he, upside, for sure. Yeah, he has that in him if the team's playing pens that type shit. of way. Yeah, if he, especially if he has pens. I mean, if you add four or five goals from pens in the season, that immediately is a huge yeah. thing. Yeah. And, I mean, again, my bias is so fucking clear here. I'm a Palace fan. I love Wilf. I want him in my team so I could root for him every time I watch Palace even harder. So yeah. that's very clear. But I think he's still a legitimately good pick, even though yeah. they do open with Chelsea. And then, you know, we have Breton second. And then we have West Ham, Spurs, Liverpool. Not great. Fuck but me. That's rough. I just, like, these are the same things that I said last pod right where i talk myself out of him but you know these yeah. aren't really that bad fixtures for us because these are the games where we get more counters and the other games against well, really bad you know that's why like there we have to be, be careful i mean we just have to be a little careful of like what we prescribe him that's from the boy era and that yeah. might be different with the Vieira era. I'm just saying like, no, I'm not right. sure that he's fixture proof with Vieira. Maybe they play differently or something, yeah. but, but um, yeah, no, I mean, I'll I mean, pay to find out. I that's a good, that's a, yeah, that's a good fucking, you know, that's all I need to hear. Really? I, I mean, I that was, that was a good case him, for dude. him. I think I love him. Well, that, that also matters, right? Yeah, it I matters. Mean, no, it does. It matters a lot. Like I yeah. love watching him and I want to root for him more. Yeah, and it's not like he doesn't return against the top six. Like, he does it all the time. Yeah. yeah. Really bad on bonus. Hate that. Of course. Terrible. <laughs> all of these kind of players are, though. You, he has, like, you less bonus than actual total returns every year. Yeah. He's... He has more total goals and assists combined than bonus points, raw numbers, every year. He's second to last on Palace, baseline bones per 90. Last yeah. is Benteke. It's nuts. In the bottom five is Benteke, Wilf, Bats, Ayu, and Mateta. Hey. Let's fucking go, Palace Forwards. Oh, baby. That might change also. Yeah, it could change. You know, they if they do more shit, they might get more bones. Yeah. Um, then the last four guys, there's two Everton, there's Siggy, too soon, and James, and there's Lester of Matto and Barnes. So Everton, there's nothing to say, I guess. Yeah, like, I don't think so. Matto's obviously the biggest trap of life, but Barnes, not not fit still, right? I don't think he's fit. Okay, so, so there's not there. much to say there. Um, Terp, another Terp question. He said, are Jota, Greenwood, Foden, Ferran all traps? I can see them scoring massive points per minute when they play, but do we have any reason to believe they'll get more regular minutes this year than last year? And I think the answer is no. I don't yeah, have resound- any reason to believe that. 
Yeah, I think it's resoundingly no. I, the the main thing is you watch for injuries elsewhere, right? Because those are the kind of yeah. players that are underpriced in the game if they're playing regularly. But the right. only way to ensure that they're playing regularly is if, like, you know, player A, B, and C are all dead. So, yeah. you know, if that happens, then yeah, defo. But game week one and looking at the landscape right now, no, they all, they all look really bad. Yeah. Whew, what are we, hour, like hour 15 or some shit? We're, we're okay. We're um, not doing too bad, but I yeah. need a, I think I might need a old TO. A little what? Timeout. Yeah, yeah, timeout. Yeah. I'll, I could be. All right, yeah. I'll be right back. All right, so let's do forward. Seven to eight mil, same same price range. Um, we get to cut out Richarlison and Wood, who are also at the Olympics. So probably not going to start the season. So whatever. We don't have to talk about him. Um, so DCL. Popular yeah. pick. Is he really popular? Yeah. 27.9. I was shocked. Yeah. I think a diabolical pick. Why? Well, in a raft of teams historically, don't, don't create much. And they haven't added any creativity in the team. So, you know, I think it's still just, you know, last season era questions just transplanted yeah. into Rafa's lap. And unless if he shows us that he has solved that Rubik's Cube, then I don't really understand an argument or a reason to to start with DCL, you know, fixtures aside. It just doesn't really make much sense to me. So I, I think he's really bad pick to start the season. Exactly how I feel. Okay. Next, Bamford in your team from the start. Yeah, what do you? What do you? You you make the you talk to me. You like Bamford more than I do. I fucking, <laughs> fucking love Bamford. Dumb bitch starting with him. I when fucking I play love Man him. United first. He's just great, and you know, there's always been questions about his finishing. He finished below his xG, which is probably the norm for him, and he was still able to put up the season that he put up. And twenty eight you know, returns, and that's why getting the chances and having the XG consistently is more important than finishing ability, which is like immeasurable and inconsistent. So, well, it's consistent with him, but it's not even consistent <laughs> with like. There was actually a question on the double pivot about like finishing ability, and one of the points that Kaylee was saying is like, yes, it's real. Yes, it provides real value. You know, Son, Kane, whatever. But he was saying even Messi takes multiple seasons to be like, yes, he's a good finisher. Because he has cold seasons too, and he's the best finisher of all time. But anyway, back to Bamford. Yeah, I mean, we know one of the things I've been thinking about with leads, and I've had triple leads in every single tinker. Yeah, I don't know about too. you. Yeah, I have as well. They're still just treated like a basically like they're like the fifteenth team. Well, and not fifteenth, probably like tenth, eleventh, twelfth. Their attacking is just truly one of the better ones in the league and we know one of the things that we know about them that we can't you can't say for a lot of teams is just we know exactly how they're going to play and it's really attacking and creating lots of chances and all that kind of stuff and like you know other than city liverpool chelsea and man united no one had more xg than they did and yet they're priced like the 10th place team they're not they should be priced like the fifth best attack but they're priced like the 10th best team and it's just, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's I why I thought was going to be, yeah, I thought Bamford was going to be eight, five this year. Yeah. I mean, he's eight, Firmino's nine, him and as a seven, five, like there's weird shit happening. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't really see a reason why, assuming the minutes stay the same, why Bamford would 
be any worse than last year. Yeah, I mean, I think the 11 assists were a lot. That was over XA. Yeah. So, like, sure, that could go down a little bit. But but overall, it's hard to imagine him doing, like, worse, kind of. You that's know, it's his first. It's his first season, like, 3,000 minutes, like, really, you know, trial by fire. And, and, you know, as the main man, and he just passed every test with flying colors, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. And, there's not really a lot of reason to think that there's going to be a regression there. He just, he looked good, you know, game on game and yep. you know, the, the team's good and every, everything's just going well there. So yeah, 8 yeah, million, they do have tough fixtures to start. You know, you, you give me, you got to give them that, right? They Man- just, Manchester United, Everton, Burnley away, which is an easy attacking fixture, Liverpool home. You know, those are four fixtures that like, you know, they, they could struggle to score in those four. They, they might not. You know, they've done well in those games last year. That's what year, I was going to say. It's like, again, yeah. that's like a weird, they're 10th place team type of thing, where it's like, they're not going to struggle to score. They never really struggle to score against anyone, you know? Well, like, they could. I mean... They could. Anyone could. But, like, they didn't. And I yeah. don't really have reason to believe that, like, it took 38 games for teams to figure out leads. I think yeah, they're but- just really... Good. I think, you know, the one thing, though, is, you know, looking at it in the whole season compared to how they played in the second half or the second games against the top six when they definitely did not score. You know, if they do, you know, Man United, Liverpool, you know, two of the first four, if they do play that similar way, you know, they, they probably have like two goals cap yeah, yeah. combo, which is yeah. not a lot, you know. I mean, yeah, toward, in the second half of the season, they nil-nil Chelsea, they beat City 2-1 in that freak game. Yeah. They drew Liverpool 1-1, they drew United nil-nil. So, and then they yeah. beat Spurs 3-1, you know, like that's yeah. what they're capable of. But yeah. another thing I was going to say with Patty also is that like, there were games or even small stretches where he did look bad and like he got hooked early and like he needed rest and we got baited into transferring him out. But he never had a long, long stretch of blanks yeah. ever. No, he had like true. three in a row, a couple times, maybe a yeah. few times, and, and then he would just back to normal. Goal, the, goal, yeah. assist, whatever. The other thing too is, I mean, he he came in, he came into the season not taking penals, and he yeah. ended the season as a first choice. He left goals on the That's table true. to click last That's year. True. You know, if if he took the click pens, you know, he's on, he's eclipsing twenty goals last year. So. That's also good for him. I and mean, being yeah. being on pens is always better than not being on yeah, pens. Yeah, I might have to get him back in, but we'll see. Good player. Okay. Um, Martial, you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I think he's worth talking about. I, he's he's still a very interesting name to me. I mean, he's he's two two seasons removed from twenty six total returns when he was you know two hundred points. True. Eight millions, accurately priced, fairly priced, I think. But you know, you you expect him to start on the left if Rashford gets his fucking dick surgery. He's been talking about for months it feels like i cannot believe that this is still a story yeah i think he's out for months rashford well no they, they keep talking about like he might not get the surgeries like oh, oh like fucking crisis talks between him and ole like is he gonna get the surgery it's it's insane the story's been dragging okay. on for the last two weeks sounds horrible glad but, i've ignored it yeah it's ridiculous but martial like if rashford's out for a, a couple months and martial's gonna be playing on the left wing you know yeah. also could deputize for cavani because he's obviously more fit than cavani will be at center forward you know with sancho you know yeah i hadn't thought about him at all until now yeah but those I, are I really think, good points yeah and i you know he's also back at forward where you know he gets you know more than four points, more points for, for goal yeah, and for bon- better bonus bonus. yeah better on bonus than, than he was doing mid and shit so you I know mean, i think at eight million he's Definitely a name to to think about and consider. Cavani's, right. I guess, like more chalk if you're getting a forward from Manchester United. But 
you know, we, we know how Tony goes. He's very hot and cold and, you know, he's, he's someone that could, you know, be a huge differential and could get like a lot of points, you know, Leeds, yeah. Southampton, Wolves, Newcastle. Yeah. I don't know. He, he could have 30 points in those four in, game weeks. No a, one would be surprised. He's not similar basically in any way to Mara's, but in a Mara's way, you could just get him for a stretch and he could get you a ton of points and then you transfer yeah. him out. Like, and yeah, no harm done. Yeah, but I think it's definitely worth monitoring, like the yeah. squad and the no, team. I, it's a really, really good point yeah. because I also just think I didn't mention this in the Sancho section, but I also think Sancho just makes the whole team function and attack better. You know, like yeah. all of the non-fantasy stuff he does yeah. does affect the other players in fantasy. You know, all the progressing and passing and all that shit should make whoever's on left wing better should make Cavani better. You know, so yeah. absolutely. Um, Southampton have Ings and Che. So you kind of talked about Ings already. Che, fucking Che. I think, I think Che is very uninteresting. Which is like, really bad, really bad pick. I think he goes from six million to seven million after a nine and seven season. I, I just eye test wise never no. has done it for me. No, I just, I just don't think he's that good. Yeah, I I don't think so. I either. think he's like the kind of. If you play any other human being who is like grown up playing football in his position in Ralph's team, like they'll do what he does. I just think there's nothing special there. The upside is he's young. That's How it. Young? Is he really young still? I mean, he's 20. He just turned 25. Mm-hmm. And that was his second ever, you know, top tier season. You know, he yeah. basically went from like League One to. Blew the doors away. Championship blew the doors off, and then yeah, I mean know. sixteen. I mean it's not terrible. He had sixteen returns last year, but he he plays himself out of the team. Like that's that's yeah. an issue. But yeah, I don't know. I mean they he no one's starting their seven, team with him, so we yeah. don't need to fucking even go there. I don't I, think. I, I think so. Um, Ollie is ev- everyone fucking has Ollie. He's yeah, I don't know. I just I have thirty five percent owned. I haven't even played with Ollie in my team. I don't know. And part of it, a big part of it, I think, is just Watford, Newcastle, Brentham. Yeah, that's and which is an important thing to. That's to a know. very important thing yeah. with, and that's why you know I think a triple up with like Ollie Jack defender or Ollie Jack Emmy is yeah. fucking good. Like yeah, it's very hard to argue against that. All those that. games, two they of should, them to nil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I'd expect two cleans and. I don't know, at least five goals in those three game weeks. I just, yeah. I mean, Ollie, 14 goals, nine assists, plays every minute of every in game. In his debut season. Yeah. I mean, you, you Without think, Jack for, what, two uh, months? Yeah. Three months? I mean, you, you'd think that he'd just do better, but I still just watch him play, and I'm just like, uh, I think Bundia adds a lot. I think those, those minutes that fell... That like trickle down to like Barkley, Ramsey, El Ghazi, all that shit. Like those being Buendia minutes, along with Jack being fit, assuming he's fit. Like I think that matters a lot also for like chance creation. And you know, it was still his debut season. He he ended stronger than he started. I, I think yeah. he's just like a very, very simple, very, very safe kind of wisdom of the crowd pick i mean yeah he's i just think like, this is that's what i was thinking while you were talking is back to what you started off with the wisdom yeah. of the crowd thing is i mean he's in 35 percent of teams for a good reason i mean he reason. is he is a good pick he's just a good pick yeah so maybe i mean that if i did do anything to my forward line it would be putting him in i think yeah yeah he's just a really really good Kufor, safe pick. i don't know 
I yeah. don't know. Well, that's oh, a different issue. God, that's, I don't even want to think about it. All right, what else do we have here? Um, we have Lester Na- have, let's talk about Nacho. Lester have Via Nacho and, Doc- and Daka, but we don't have any idea what Daka's role is going to be on the team. Um, yeah, he, he looks like, you know, the Vardy heir apparent to me. Yeah, and when that happens and how that transitions, I have no fucking idea. It'll transition when Vardy, like, breaks his ankle. Because that's he's going to have a serious injury at some point. He never has had one. That's just ridiculous, I think. Yeah, yeah, he did have that lingering groin, like yeah, uh, that, which he is misses like, like a game every that's two like months. That's like an somehow. old. I feel like that's like old as you get shit. older, those get more yeah. and more serious, like a little muscle pulls here and there. So, what do you think about Nacho, though? I mean, I'm coming in with the assumption that he's starting every game. Okay. Do you share that assumption? As long as Barnes is out, which as far as right now, the, the moment of this recording, he is, then yes. But you yes. think with Barnes in, it's not, he's not. Yeah, I, I don't think he's like first name in the team sheet. I think it's one of those where they have, you know, three games a week and, you know, horses for courses that, you know, he yeah. could do a Barnes, a Dak, a Vardy, a, you know, diddle, he'll yeah. do diddles. He'll just be diddling. And what is Braj their manager or something? <laughs> okay. I don't want I don't want anything to do with any of them when that happens. Yeah, so. it's, I mean this is still Lester. Don't forget the team yeah. that I I swore off. No, I know it's he's I really rate Ianacho. I think you know obviously his finishing was very unsustainable last season, but I think also his performances were really good. It wasn't just yeah. hot finishing. It was like his yeah, passing and everything yeah. was really good. They have a. Decent opening three with Wool, new Wolves team, West Ham, then Norwich. But, like, I don't know. I just, it's sort of the like, I'm paying for a run of hot finishing uh, last yeah. season. Yeah, I'm not paying for great. like what he could do this season. Yep. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I still don't fault anyone for starting with him like, not at, all. at all. I think he's a really yeah, good pick. He's just not going to be on my team. But I, I see the reasons why and the arguments yeah. for. And, he could be, you know, just a really, really good asset all season. Yep, I totally agree. There's three, three more guys. Yeah, there's Callum. Brian said, talk to me about Callum Wilson. Nice opening run of fixtures. When he plays, he dongs. We know that. But he's currently in far fewer teams and less proven assets in and around that price bracket, i.e. Tony or Nacho, to name a few. Is it worth going for guys like him who we have knowledge of, but we're unfan- Ooh, but they're unfancied over high ownership new guys? Or do we just follow the template opening six to eight weeks? Because if those high ownership guys go off too much, it hurts. You know, we, we don't fucking care about that, really. But yeah. I mean, it is interesting that someone like Callum is 4.9% owned and there's all of these like less proven guys. Yeah. yeah. I'm, and I think that is an interesting thing to pause on and to just think about, right? Because, you know, Callum is under 5% owned and Ianacho is like 14% owned. Yep. Callum last year had 18 returns. You know, he played 2,000 minutes a couple seasons ago. I mean, two seasons ago, he was bad. He had the bad year for Bournemouth. But he then had a few the one seasons bad ago, year. Yeah. Yeah. And then a few seasons ago, he had 26 returns and in, in t- only 2,500 minutes. Like, all he does is play for really bad teams in the Premier League and get and FPL points and return and get good bonus points. <laughs> that's because that's all he does. Ianacho's like, has the promise of being Callum. But everyone owns him, you know. Like that's a. I mean, granted, I think okay, he has the promise of being better than no, Callum. Okay, I'm being a little bit no, know, with I that, know. but no. But I think he, it's yeah. Like Callum should not be in four percent teams. Like he should probably be in more like eight or nine percent because he's priced as if he had like a six and six season. 
He had 18 returns in 2,000 minutes. He had more yeah. points per game than Ianacho. Yeah, and he had 22 bonus points. Like that's another thing, right? We know about Newcastle is all the other players on they their team fucking are fucking suck. ridiculously bad at bonus points, yeah. and they all suck. So when Callum scores a goal, it's you know that's a that's a five or six point or seven point you know goal or whatever. So. Yeah, I mean, we were really I, down on Kyle last year, and I, I think it was a lot of, for me personally, it was a lot of hangover of him fucking me big time in yes. the last like, couple yeah. of years. Yeah, yeah. Before well, because in 18-19 was when they started with like 10 good Fraze. games, him and Fraze, yeah. and they just and then we all got exploded. Yeah. And then and the then season after that, he was horrible. the worst thing ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And... Uh, but yeah, I mean, West Ham, Villa, Southampton, I mean, those aren't good fixtures. Manchester United, Leeds, I mean, they're they're kind of rough, but... It's, he's the kind of player that you can set your clock to, right? He's he's if he's fit, he's just gonna play. He's, they're gonna look bad most of the games, and he's still gonna yep. score eight nine points, you know, every other game, and he's gonna get you points, and he's gonna keep things moving. So seven five, you know, I think yeah, I think counts perfectly adequate fine pick. Yeah, I I have similar feelings. I looked yeah. at that. I read the I read Brian's question. I was like, he's a good pick. Yeah, he's just like straight up a good pick, like. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't have anything additional, really. Okay. I mean, he's just good. He's consistent. He could get hot, like any of these guys could get hot and be really good, you know. And it's just we've seen it before. So yeah, yeah. Antonio, Antonio. Yeah, I mean, never fit, but also <laughs> whenever he starts, good, <laughs> like pretty yeah. consistent and good. Just. Yeah, I don't know. He's yeah. good, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah, I just it's the same thing with him where it's, you know, the injuries are so like mind-raping. Yeah. Cuz he plays it hurts. Get subbed at 74. Oh, he's fine, you know. <laughs> Nothing comes out in the midweek. He just doesn't play the next game. Yeah. Yeah, it's and then he's he misses like a few games and he comes back. It's just what are you chasing, right? I mean, he's his most prolific goal season is 10. Like, he's not someone who's like, oh, like, look at this, like, 20 goal, like, nine assist season. Like, he could do that. Like, I was going to say, you're chasing the one hat trick when he's fit for that one time. Yeah. And but we the rest see of the him, time, he's not fit and you get no news yeah. and it's a nightmare. And we see him deployed on the wing in some games. Right. Very, again, with Moyes, like very oh, horses for courses. Yeah, that was Yeah, fun. where some game, he just goes through three games where he's just a decoy or he's just harrying opposition and chasing balls into the corner flag. You yeah. Know, so the case for Antonio is Newcastle, Leicester, Palace, Southampton. And assuming he's coming yeah. into the season fit, that's when you want Antonio. Like yeah. any of those games, he could have yep. a triple return. Yeah. Which, you know, for all of these reasons above, just like with Ianacho, you know, he's not going to be in my team, but I'm not going to be upset if, totally you know, reasonable. I'm not going to talk you off that pick. Yeah. You know, he's, I understand the argument. Yep. You know, he's very, still very explosive, as we've seen with his, you know, kind of, kind of double return potential in the past. Yep. Definitely eye test wise, looks like very lively, very hard to deal with, et cetera, yep. et cetera. Nonsense, nonsense, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. So you got all that going for you. So, yep. But and you then, just know that he's a transfer waiting to happen. Yeah, he's a transfer waiting to happen, which is yeah. okay. You yeah, have transfers okay. every week. Yeah, we got one every week. Um, and then Jim is the last guy in this range who's been in your team from the start. You kind of gave your case already for him last pod. Yeah, I mean, and I think I was, to be fair, in the waning moments of last pod, <laughs> a little sauced. <laughs> but, to, but today, you know, I think talking about Callum was an interesting kind of like jumping off point to Jim of like, 
talking about being the case for Callum at seven five is like his upside is you know consistent proven guy. Jim is that plus like forty points. You know, I mean, like, yes, Callum, we're talking about of like, oh, a 14, 12, like his, he's like 160 range or something. Right. Jim right. just gets like 200 points every year. Yeah. Except for last year, you know, and, and both years and in teams that don't attack and don't create chances. Like he's just, when you watch him play, he's the best player on the team and yeah. he's one of the best players on the pitch every single game. He hasn't, and, he hasn't been playing that much lately. Um, you know, there's still, in a sort of VVD way, they're very much being cautious and easing him back and playing yeah, very he's limited been, minutes. But as he's they been should. playing, and he's in a start next game. I've been he, watching. Yeah. yeah, he's supposed to start next game, so we'll see. I guess if he can play more than thirty minutes, that would be cool. That's the only concern, really, for me. Otherwise, like I spent a little time this, the in this past weekend reading about their new system, their new style of play, their new manager. Trin Cow has really been interesting to me. Um, they just seem like they're going to be able to create chances and attack. And this guy's done a really good job. With yeah. And Bruno. I mean, you talked about finishing earlier, right? It's obviously it's a, the sample size matters and, you know, they can spike up and down, but he finishes his chances, you know, like you watch him play and he gets, you know, one or two a game and he slots, you know, and watch, you know, he had 23 returns, and then, you know, 24 returns in the last two seasons before he broke his head. And he had 31 and 33 bonus points in those years, which is nuts. Yeah. I mean, that's actually it's, a nuts thing. Yeah, it's it's funny as I've looked at the bonus points a bit in that, like, stats thing I said I was doing. It's every forward, including Jim, is, like, the worst on their team in baseline bonus. Absolute dog shit. Because forwards, it's just built that way because it's a bad system yeah but the the difference between like a callum and a gym is that like the other players are bad and their numbers are low so the one return the one goal for a forward which i think is 24 bps yeah that's enough to just leapfrog everyone and right. just be max right because no and one he does anything <laughs> yeah and he doesn't you know negatively like get negatives you know uh, right 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 and, you know, thinking about them in a more attacking system is just, you know, he, he can drop in, he can link play, he can do absolutely everything. And he's on pens. He's just such a good player. He's just so good. I don't yeah. know. 7-5, like Jim, like get absolutely straight in. I yeah. Think is, a lot of people so after last pod responding to you were basically like, totally agree with what Walsh is saying. I'm going to get him in game week four. Yeah, and that's fine, you know. I think but that's this totally is fine. that's totally fine. But I also am I'm looking at this year a little bit differently, and I I really don't. I'm not a type of FPL manager that plays fixtures. You know, I just don't. I don't really like doing that. You know, I always find way places to spend my transfers, and I like yeah. so much more when I have players that I like because I hate so many players. I hate more right. players than I like. Right. So if I can pick a player that I love, even though the fixtures aren't you know the the rosiest, I'm, yeah. I'm happier to withstand, you know, watching him, oh, his Spurs or always oh, Man United with the good fixtures on the horizon, you know, still knowing that there's a chance that they could get a pen or get, get something in those games, you know? So, and I totally well, Also, I was going to say is like, this is, again, this is Nuno, Wolves, but we expect them to be better attacking, blah, blah, blah. I have to say that every time I feel like when we're talking about, but he never was like a 
blank for eight games straight and then get all of his returns against the easy teams kind of player. Right. He's always extremely consistent in a Bamford type of way of just like, right. exactly. he's never in a blank four in a row. Like just, you know, he, he's good to go. Like he's right. safe. So the pen, the pens matter a lot, you know, same with Ings, right? I mean, the pens just matter a lot when yeah. you get a it fills pen in every, all the blanks. Yes, exactly. And mm. when the pens aren't four points for these players, they're five, six or seven points. That's just a big right. deal. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Trincao, well, I mean, we'll talk about him next pod. Yeah, we'll talk about him next pod. I think it's a big improvement as well. Um, I think that's basically it. That was a very long pod. Let me slap asses and let's get the fuck out of oh, here. We, didn't, we don't even talk about, like, Discord or anything. I mean, no one's listening anymore anyway, but... Yeah, everyone shut it off already, probably. Right, Should let's we do, do let's just do that next one. At the beginning. At the beginning. All right. Uh yeah, let me slap ass. Speaking of Discord and our new Patreon signups is since last pod, we got Chris Orridge, Jack McGraw, Stephen Campbell, Zach. Get the fuck in there. New signups, love to see it. Get in the Discord, get in the Mug League, do that shit before the season starts. Let's fucking go. Any last words? We'll see you tomorrow. Check us out. at fmlfield.com. Follow us on Twitter at fmlfieldsportspatreon.com slash fmlfield. Subscribe, rate, review, cheers!